Q&A session has started. Hey there, welcome back to the Claim the Stage podcast. I'm Angela Lucier. I am your host, and I just finished the Create Your Speaker Brand 101 class, which you are about to listen to. And I have to say, I have done so many webinars and teleconferences and live presentations in person, and I still get so nervous. Every time I do like one of these classes online, I don't know why I get more nervous sitting at my house with nobody in the same room than I do when I'm on stage. But nevertheless, I didn't really sleep last night and I kind of panicked about it all morning. (laughs) And I think it comes across in my tone as I'm delivering the class. I listened back to it when I was editing it and I thought, like, I sound like a scared like four-year-olds hiding from a werewolf. (laughs) Anyway, the quality of the content in the course is great. And we figure out a lot of the questions the women who called into the class had. So that was my goal. I got to share some of the really important information about how to build a speaker brand. And you'll be able to address the two most important questions and hopefully start building your brand for yourself. So without further ado, here is my Create Your Speaker Brand 101 class in my bravest voice. All right. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm Angela Lucier. I am the host of the Claim the Stage podcast and the trainer for today's class, Create Your Speaker Brand 101. And I know you're not really here with me today, but I do want to welcome you to the Glitter Closet where I present all of my podcasts. Um, I'm currently surrounded by... (laughs) I have my foot resting on a basketball. Um, There's a tent like right next to me and a mini shovel that's usually in my car in the winter. I have a couple winter coats, a jump rope, and a broom right next to me. So it is spectacularly glamorous in the glitter closet. Every time I come in here, I think to myself, I should probably clean this out. But I think all this stuff helps with the acoustics. So I'm going to leave it in here. Um, So I hope I painted the picture of what I'm looking at right now. And I'm excited because for the first time ever, I'm presenting this show to a live audience calling in from around the world, which is very cool. And what what today's episode is, is an introductory class to the Speaking School for Women through um, one piece of it called Create Your Speaker Brand 101. And this is actually a part of what we cover in week one of the Speaker School. So I thought it'd be a good place to start in case that's something you're interested in. So this class will be interactive, it will be fun, and most of all, it will answer your questions about how to be seen as an expert speaker in your industry. Here's our agenda. For the first 20 minutes or so, we're going to go through the two questions every new speaker needs to ask herself before creating a speaking business. So we're going to talk about how to determine your real target audience, how to determine what you'll be known for, and how to start getting booked um, for your first gig after you determine your speaker brand. And you may think, how are we going to do all that in 20 minutes? But I, I feel confident we'll get there. And then the next 35 minutes of our class today will be coaching. So you'll have the chance to actually 
talk one-on-one with me about what you're building. And this is not about being perfect. It's not about being the best. It's not about being right. It's just an opportunity to ask what if what you're building makes sense for the type of industry you work in, if it's a, a problem that people would pay for to solve, and to make sure that you're on the right path. And it's my favorite part of the of of the speaking school for women is the coaching piece. So I'm excited to talk to you about that. Really quick, for anyone who doesn't know me, I wanted to just do a quick overview of why I'm presenting this class, why I might know what I'm talking about, and what you might get from this this conversation. I started a career consulting business in 2009. I had no marketing budget, and I wanted to, you know, be able to still pay my rent and not have to go back and get a job, so I decided to give free speaking gigs workshops at libraries. I went around to several of the libraries in my community. I created an eight-week series for job search, for people on the job search, and I continued to give talks because I found that public speaking was such an awesome way to promote my business and speak directly to the people that I most wanted to help. So I started speaking at chambers of commerce, uh, rotary clubs, colleges, unemployment groups and just kept spreading out and giving and giving talks at conferences and corporations. I gave two TEDx talks. I won awards for speaking. I published some books about my, you know, career in business coaching and eventually started to get calls from corporations saying, "Hey, we see you're a speaker. How much do you charge? And then realized, oh, I could get paid for this. And everything sort of changed for me. And I started to make at least half of my income at that point from public speaking and the other half from coaching. So a lot of my friends noticed this and, you know, women in business who I know would ask me, like, how did you do that? And how can I do that? And I realized this is something I really wanted to teach. So I Earlier this year, I interviewed 75 women interested in becoming pro speakers, and I compiled everything they were looking for into a course and created the Speaking School for Women, which launched in April of this year. And uh, last month, I started the Speaker Sisterhood, which is a global network of speaking clubs, and that's a place for any you know women to practice their public speaking skills. I'm hoping to grow that to thousands of clubs around the world in time. So that's a little snapshot of me and why I'm teaching this course and you know how I got here, but I want to know who you are. I'm hoping you're in one of these two groups. I'm hoping that you are a business owner, you're a solo operator of a business and you recognize that Public speaking is not only a great way to get the word out about what you do, but you also realize it's an income stream. Or you're in the other group, you're a leader in your company, and you do a lot of public speaking and you want to know how to use this marketing tool correctly. If you're in one of those two groups, you are in the right place and you'll get a lot out of today's class. If not, please feel free to stay on. Hopefully you'll still get something out of this. And I want to give you five reasons why I think you're super smart for being here. (laughs) I think public speaking is a great brand builder because it helps you be seen as a leader in your industry. I'm sure you've gone to conferences and you've sat in the audience and watched people on stage. And because they're on stage, you've already view them as a position, as a person in a position of authority. And that's one of the cool things public speaking does for you is just by being on stage, you're, you're already viewed that way. Um, Public speaking as a revenue stream is cool because you get paid to travel. 
and who doesn't love that? It's also networking on steroids, which I often say because you can go to a networking event and spend an hour talking to five people, or you can go to a networking event and be the featured speaker and speak to every single person in that room, maybe 100 or 200 people. And there's no other way to make that kind of impact in that amount of time other than public speaking. The fourth reason why you're super smart for being here is because you can build a name for yourself faster and make yourself more memorable than other forums like social media or, you know, um, just kind of being out there in the world doing one-on-one -on -one networking. And the last reason is that it's an awesome revenue stream. You can make $5,000, $10,000, $15,000 in an hour or four hours, and there are very few ways to do that if you're not you know, a speaker. So I'm really excited to give you the basics of how to get started with building your speaker brand today. I figured I should probably start with what a speaker brand is. That probably makes the most sense so that everybody is on the same page as we get started. And your speaker brand is what you are known for. It's the same thing as any brand. It's what it's how people remember you. So if you're unclear um, in your expression of your brand, you lose people because they don't want to spend 45 minutes asking questions or researching you online to figure out what you do. Your job as the speaker is to make it easy for them because the clearer it is, the easier it is to remember. So for example, if you were to say you're a consultant, that does nothing for you. There's nothing there to remember. People hear consultant, it just like floats over their head. Like it's just, it doesn't even exist. But if you were to say, oh, I'm an advisor to new moms who want to rejoin the workforce, that's an actual brand. Like that means something. That's that like clings to your brain because you can actually contextualize it. So clarity is key. And that's what we're going to talk about today as you build your speaker brand. I want to start with some examples of bad brands just so that we're all totally crystal clear on what we don't want to sound like. So I thought we could start with a game where you're going to close your eyes unless you're driving, keep your eyes open or pull over and imagine yourself at a networking event and you're going to meet the following people one by one. They'll all be played by me. So I'll be your actor, I guess. And I want you to think about how you might react and why it's a problem. So let's say you're standing by the bar and you're just kind of looking around the room and I walk up to you and I say, Hey, I'm Becky. I'm a speaker. I speak about organization. Now, what are you thinking right now? You're probably thinking, what does that mean? Right? You're like, what is that? What is organization? Is that organizations like businesses is organization like organizing files or organizing time or organizing people you could go in a thousand directions with that and your goal when you express yourself and what you do is to not leave a question unanswered for the person standing across from you so instead of saying I speak about organization I might want to say something like I help senior citizens downsize their homes before they, you know, move into a smaller home or, you know, something like that. Like that's crystal clear. Like, oh, that's the kind of organizing you do. And so let's say you're standing at the bar again. I walk up to you and I say, hi, I'm Jen. I speak about marketing. Okay. 
What kind of marketing? Content marketing, social media marketing, advertising, public relations. You know, there's a thousand different types of marketing. And who do you work with? Do you work with large companies? Do you work with nonprofits? So again, you're leaving. I'm leaving you with tons of questions. And that means I'm not doing a good job. Third example, you're standing at the bar. I walk up to you. Hi, I'm Sarah. I speak about health. Okay. <laughs> what kind of health? To who? About what? These are not good brands because they don't give the person you're talking to a strong understanding of what you really do. And good brands are crystal clear and leave no questions unanswered. So I want to just repeat that to make sure we're all on the same page. Good brands are crystal clear and leave no questions unanswered. And that's what we're going to create today. So let's start with a secret, okay? Every speaker brand comes down to two simple things. Number one, who you most want to serve. And number two, what you want to help them do. So I'm going to repeat those. Every speaker brand comes down to two simple things. Number one, who you most want to serve. And number two, what you want to help them do. No matter what you do for the rest of your speaking career, you always have to return to these two things because these are your starting points. Who's in your audience and what problem are you solving for them? If you don't know the answers to these questions, you'll have a very hard time building a speaking business. So I thought I would start by giving you a couple examples of what it looks like when you answer these questions and then we're going to actually jump into having you answer them because the answer to these two questions gives you the heart and soul of your brand. So here's an example. Let's say who I most want to help is life coaches and what I want to help them do or the problem they're solving or problem I'm solving is how to use social media so they're not just gaining followers but they're actually finding paying customers. That's crystal clear, right? I'm helping life coaches and I'm helping them find paying customers through social media. So my brand, let's go back to that networking event. Imagine you're standing next to the bar and I walk up to you and I say, hi, I'm Angela. I'm a social media consultant and speaker who teaches life coaches how to find paying customers through social media campaigns. You're standing there going, that makes sense. I know exactly who you help and I know what you help them do. Now you're not trying to figure out which direction to go in with this conversation and what exactly I mean by what I'm saying. And I'm not saying you have to create an elevator pitch or you need to say verbatim every single time you meet a person in public exactly what your brand is, but to have that understood for yourself so that when you talk to people about what you do, you have that clarity in your conversation, that's a very good place to start. And your goal is that you want the person you're talking to to know right away whether you're for them or not because you save a ton of time. There's no questions asked. Like if you're at a, a networking event full of event planners and they're looking for speakers, you don't want to waste a ton of time talking to groups that you don't want to talk to. Like you, you want to make sure you're zeroing in right on the group that has life coaches in it who need help with social media, right? So it's helpful for you and it's helpful for them because there's no questions asked and you spend your time looking in the right places for the right things. So let me give you one more example of a brand. Let's say 
and I guess this is accurate and true for me, my target audience is women who want to become paid speakers. And the problem I'm solving is how to become a paid speaker in six weeks so you save time and make money sooner. So my brand is I'm a trainer of women who want to find paid speaking gigs faster than doing it on their own. So you can see there's a there's a clear audience and there's a clear problem to be solved. And now it's your turn. <laughs> so I hope those examples gave you a good idea of where we're going with this branding conversation so that when you're putting yours together, you're thinking not just what do I want to talk about, but what do I want to help them do? And I'll give you some examples, but right now I want you to take two minutes to write down who you most want to serve and what you want to help them do slash the problem you want to solve for them. And don't stress out about this or try to like make this perfect because right now it's just a starting point and we're going to work together to continue building this. But take these two minutes and then we'll come back and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more before we start with the coaching. All right. How'd that go? <laughs> Hopefully you, you got some things down on paper just as a starting point. I thought I would give a couple examples from the speaking school for women in the spring when I worked with a couple of the students who started out with what they thought was a really strong brand and how we got it to a point where it was solving a real problem. The first example is of a student who wanted to help women be more confident. And from day one, that's what she kept saying. I just want to help women be more confident. But when it comes down to it, I don't, I didn't understand what the problem was that she was solving. Like, why would someone go to her? Why would someone attend a talk? Is the talk called how to be more confident? Like, what is it that the confidence will give me in my life? You know, what will she help me do if I attend this, this, this workshop? So we got really specific about her audience and her solution. And we went from helping women be more confident to helping women 55 plus who are trying to figure out what they really want to do next with their life. Because she identified there was a real problem with these, this age group of women who had empty nests, who were thinking about retirement, wanted to have new hobbies in their life, but they felt sort of insecure about just going out and you know exploring them. So her workshop was about helping them determine their next steps in their life and helping them create more confidence to go out and do the things they really wanted to try that they maybe hadn't tried up to that point in their life. So what was important for her was to tie it to a real problem her audience was trying to solve. And her problem she was solving was helping women take the steps in their late 50s and 60s to try things in their life that they hadn't tried before. So that kind of helps to get more specific in who the audience is and what she's really helping them do. The second example came from another student in the spring run of the speaking school who said she wants to talk to college students about how to strive for excellence in their career. And when I hear that, and hopefully you're starting to train yourself to hear this differently, my first thought is, why? Why is it important to strive for excellence? What does that get them? Like, why would the audience attend a talk like that? And once we worked on it a little bit, we realized what she was really doing, the problem she was really solving, was helping college students learn how to get noticed, how to get the job, and how to get promoted through excellence. Because if they're actually using her steps and her advice about how to be excellent, 
then they would actually be able to land these jobs and get promoted. But see, you have to attach it to a real outcome and a real problem that helps people move forward in their life. So you may be asking yourself, like, why is this so important? And can I start big and then narrow it later? And does it really matter if I know the answers to these questions today? And I totally get that because we're just starting. But I want to talk about why it really does matter right now as you're starting. Because you have to be specific in the beginning because the people you're marketing yourself to, which is usually event planners, conference organizers, um, you know, admins of networking organizations and things are super busy. They're overwhelmed. They don't want to spend a ton of time trying to determine whether or not the, the workshop or the presentation you're offering is going to be a fit for them. So you need to do their job for them by clearly defining the benefit for the people who are in the audience, you know, who who are probably their members, their employees, their staff, people who they're trying to provide value for. So you have to make it so glaringly obvious that you're the right person for them that it would be ridiculous for them to say no. And that's why you have to get this stuff fleshed out right away. And I found a survey on meetingsconventions.com that was given to meeting planners asking what are your priorities when selecting a speaker? And 93% of event planners said relevance to audience over cost, over availability, over relevance to current events or relationship with a speaker's bureau. 93% of them said they have to be relevant to our audience, which means picking a target audience and then marketing directly to them will help you to advance your speaking business faster because they know that you're going to solve the specific problems of their audience. Another question asked on that website in that survey of meeting planners was what types of keynote topics are highly regarded by your group? The number one answer, 73% of them said industry related. They want to make sure that speakers come in and understand their industry more than leadership, more than motivation, more than humor. They want to know that the people who are talking to them understand the real challenges of the people in their audience. So this is important for you to know because when you're picking your target audience, going specific by, by industry, like the first example of the life coaches, that really helps you to build a niche for yourself and build momentum and build a following because you become known as a leader in that space. But if you're all over the place saying, well, I can do social media training for life coaches or chiropractors or dentists or Reiki practitioners or retail store owners, it's really hard to build your niche because you're all over the place and you're planting seeds everywhere instead of building progress in one place. So I just want to say one thing I noticed in the speaking school in the spring was um, when we went over the speaker brand, I realized this is really hard and you probably want to fight me on this and you'll want to do 20 things, but I want you to trust me and believe me that if you pick just one, you will move faster and get more um, referrals. You'll get more recognition because people will remember you for just doing that one thing instead of bombarding them with 30 things. And I want to just give a quick example before we jump into coaching. I went to a conference last um, spring 
where there was a speaker giving a talk called Unleashing Your Inner Badass. And I thought it was a great talk. I thought she was like the perfect person to present it. It was so memorable. The title was really catchy. And after the talk, I went to her website and I looked at all the other talks she gives and I felt like so bogged down by them and bored with them because she had this one like jackpot talk, the the inner badass talk. And then she gave other talks called things like top 10 reasons why work teams fail and recalibrating your confidence meter and how to persuade and influence others. And I just thought, wow, those are so boring. Like, why not just focus on unleashing your inner badass and just let that be your brand? But, you know, she's not she's not a client. I don't I don't actually know her, but I thought what a missed opportunity. And so my one of my goals in giving this presentation today is to make sure that you don't become a victim of what she's a victim of, which is a diluted brand and instead just have a very clear, specific brand. So real quick, how to book your first gig before we jump into our coaching. Once you know your target audience, you have to ask yourself, where does my target audience hang out? Like, where are they already going? And what type of presentations or events do they attend? And you should start researching them. Where do they go? What, what groups do they belong to? Where do they have memberships? And ask yourself, what can I build that applies to my market? And then once you have these questions answered, look up the event organizer, like just Google them, and pitch yourself to present a free gig. Very simple. Go where your people already are and pitch yourself to give a workshop. So if your target audience is life coaches, going back to our first example, find a life coaching alliance or a meetup group for coaches. The whole group may not be life coaches, but it's close enough. Put together a workshop called How Life Coaches Can Find Paying Customers Through Social Media Today and pitch it to the group organizer. Super simple. You're t saying, I have something that is industry-specific for your audience. There's, an ex there's a specific problem I'm solving, and I want to help your group. Very easy. And you can also offer a webinar or a virtual group, like um, for, for a virtual group, like a Facebook group or life coaches. So if you happen to know Facebook groups for life coaches, you can contact the organizer and say, hey, I I'm going to do a free webinar. Can I post about it in your, your group? Great. Now you've got a presentation you can do online. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to like be something you spend six months putting together, but just build something useful and go out and present it and see what happens. So real brief, what did we learn today? The only two things that matter when putting together a speech is who you're serving and the problem you're solving for them. The more specific you are, the better your chances of getting booked and referred. And the bonus here that we didn't mention, but I want to say is, it's okay to say no to gigs that don't match your brand because that will happen once you become a speaker. People will start asking, well, can you come speak to our group? And if you talk to life coaches and a group of accountants want you to come and talk about social media, you're better off saying no so you can spend your time talking to more life coaches. All right, we're going to speed into our coaching session now. I've gone a little bit over, but I think it was important to hit all of those points. We have about 25 minutes, which is awesome to talk all about whatever questions you have. And I think it's really important to just stay focused on the two questions you're trying to answer today. So let's jump into that. You're gonna hit star six to ask questions. Once you do that, I'll see your hand raised on my screen and I'll, um, I'll call on you and then your phone will unmute and it's super simple. 
So go for it. You can start hitting star six and I will call on you. Wow, there's so many people here. This is so exciting. Don't be shy, you guys. I went to a workshop in at Kripalu in Western Massachusetts a couple years ago with Sark. I don't know if anyone's heard of Sark, but she's awesome. And one thing she said when we got to the Q&A portion of the meeting, or not Q&A, but just, you know, kind of raise your hand and ask questions was, you should ask a question for another woman in the class who is too shy to raise her hand. And I thought that was really cool because she was saying like, hey, you know what? Everybody in here has questions. Why don't you maybe get the courage up to ask the question because you might be able to help someone else out. So this portion of our call is not about being right or trying to be perfect or have all the answers, but just starting out. So I want to kind of help you answer these two questions. Who are you trying to serve and what are you trying to help them do? So you can hit star six to ask your question and we'll try to work through kind of what it is that you're thinking and, and, you know, make sure that you're getting clear on what kind of speaker brand you're building. I'm just curious what advice you have if a person um, has several different things that they're interested in speaking about. What's the best way to sort of narrow it down? I listened to what you said about trying to, um, that going for a niche is a much more successful approach. But um, I'm just curious what advice you would have in that regard. Yeah, that's a great question. And that comes up a lot, especially for new speakers who feel like they have so many different things they want to explore. And my advice is to just start with one. It doesn't mean that you can't do the other ones, but just to start giving maybe one or two talks on the subject you pick to do first. And that will give you some experience out there talking about it. And you'll kind of get the chance to see what it feels like to present that topic and decide, is this really what I want to build? Is this something people really need to hear about? And will I be able to make money doing this? Is this what I really feel comfortable sharing with the world? And then you can decide in that moment if it's yes or no, and maybe go and try your second possible subject and test that out. Because the reason I always recommend testing by giving a presentation rather than ruling things out is because you don't really know what it's like until you're actually on stage in front of an audience of people talking about it. It feels really different than just sitting down at your desk at home and saying, do I like talking about this? Because, you know, you're not actually doing it. Have you spoken about any of those subjects in the past? Not so recently. I just was trying to get an idea of how to narrow it down. Okay. Um, I I think you're probably going to want to just put them in order by interest or priority, like which one do you like the best, and just start by speaking about it and and trying to book a workshop on that topic. Um, Do you want to share some of the subjects? (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I have background noise distracting, but thank you so much. (laughs) Okay, I hope that was helpful. Yes, thank you. All right, let's jump to our next person. Hello. Hi. Dawn. Hey there. Hi, all right. Yes, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Yep, are you there? Yes, can you hear? Sorry, I'm not sure if you can hear me. That was all. That's why I was there pausing. Yeah, I can hear you. What's your question? Um, well, I was just, uh, you were asking people to sort of come in and, and sort of talk about their brand a little bit more. So um, I was jumping in with the um 
I, I've got the thing of um, you already have the ruby slippers. You just need to learn how to use them. So I was sort of trying to get with the specifics of providing strategies to women to reunite women with the inherent power they already possess within to give them the courage to follow the direction their heart is desiring to go. Is that too much of a mouthful? Is that too, like, I've lost people at that point? <laughs> I mean, the, the concept was you already have the ruby slippers, but my my thing, you know, my, my sort of invite in would be the, you know, providing strategies to reunite women, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've just said. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I kind of feel, for me, that sounds really long-winded and, and that halfway through that little sentence, people would be like, anyway, going off to sleep now. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say, as you were saying, and I thought, oh, that sounds really interesting. And I think I'd want to attend that talk, but I have already forgotten it. And that was only like 30 seconds ago. Um, and and I love the ruby slippers concept because it is such a prominent icon in our culture, in our society, um, just, you know, from the movie. But I don't know what the takeaway is. Like if I were to attend that workshop, what would I actually be walking away with? Um, as I said, strategies to um, help women find their power, find their courage to follow their heart wherever it decides to, wherever it's trying to take them, basically. Mm-hmm. So some of it, I think, is my confidence in delivering it that I, I almost excuse it as a, as a write-off. I can hear myself as I'm saying it. <laughs> well, I think if I were reading a flyer that said that, I would be wondering, am I going to help? Am I going to learn how to pursue a career I want? Am I going to learn how to find the love of my life or get the, the courage to buy a house? Like, I think it should be more specific in terms of what it is you're really trying to motivate them to do. Because you're going to have a group of people who show up with it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's very vague. It's too hard for the audience to know, like, is this going to be for me? It creates a lot of questions. So if you can specialize in one area, like I'm going to help you find the love of your life by helping you build the courage to, you know, determine what you really want from a relationship, or I'm going to help you like determine what you're really passionate about. So you can go and find that dream job. The clarity there will help you as the presenter to build a presentation that caters to your audience and also help your audience understand whether or not it's for them. Right. And I know it it feels scary because you want to do all of it, but that makes it harder for you to book speaking gigs and be known because it's so vague. Mm. Okay. I I can hear that. I I get that. So, uh, yeah. It's just, I, I know we've kind of been here before because I've been on the course with the trying to pick the one thing. And um, yeah, so, okay. Does one of those call to you, like the career or job or, or um, relationships or something? It's actually the relationship with yourself, which takes springboards everything else off of that, where you go in your career, your romantic relationships, anything. It's, it's really that the relationship you have with yourself, first and foremost. Is where everything for me is boiled down to. But is that too vague again? Well, and I think the way that you're describing it doesn't create that promise that you're going to discover yourself. It, it kind of it's so big that I think it leaves it leave it left me feeling confused. So maybe it's a matter of further clarifying what it is you're presenting. Um, Right. Yeah, I think it's it's just thinking through, like, what is the real takeaway here? Am I going to help them find themselves? And why is that important? And how will I get them there? <laughs> and, 
And also, I don't, right. I don't have a strong idea of who your target audience is. Is it? Do you know? I know it's women, but is there any? Um, I really sort of predominantly women. I find from thirty plus start asking. Okay. And and kind of I suppose to a point, yeah, between thirty and sixty. Okay, so women who are in like, I don't know what's what's the thirties called? I know it's not midlife, but maybe like pre. No. <laughs> I don't even know. It's travel these days, so we've got obviously 40s, new 30, and 50s or 40. You know, it, it, everybody's getting younger and, and still actively wanting to pursue a lot more things later on in life, if not more so than, you know, sort of as they were perhaps going back 30 odd years or so ago. Mm-hmm. Well, Everything's available for everybody. Yeah. So you may want to try narrowing that down a little bit more to maybe women in their forties and their thirties. And that may help you too to just kind of like get a handle on what the real challenges are for that time period in a woman's life. And that will help you to to create something that's more targeted and clearer for them. So hope that helps. Okay. Okay. Thank you. It does. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. The next call. Hello. Hello. Hi, Angela. So, um, this is, it's it's probably the same question from the last caller, but, okay, so, my thing is, I want to create motivation in people. I want to speak on, like, motivation. So, you said to get specific, but when we're talking about motivation, like, either whether it's motivation to get off the couch, motivation to ask for that promotion, motivation to lose weight, um, whatever that may be. I don't know how how to, like, single that to make it one thing. I don't, like, I'm lost right now. <laughs> yeah, so are you teaching people how to stop procrastinating, or what's the, what is your, what do you feel, like, why do people need to be motivated? What are you trying to get them to understand? I, I feel like people lack motivation to accomplish their goals or achieve their dreams is what I'm trying to say. Like some people may need the motivation to do those things. Mm -hmm. So what do you teach? Are you planning on teaching steps to become more self-motivated or? Uh, Yes, I guess. Yeah, I guess that would be the route. Okay, so you yeah, said earlier that-, that you're trying to help people achieve their dreams. That's a real takeaway. But if you can even get clearer on that, are you like, do you really want to help people with career dreams, with family dreams, with personal dreams? Like, I think if you with can- profession, yeah, professional and personal dreams or goals. Okay, you may want to pick one. <laughs> okay. And also, is there a group of people you really want to help to do this? Um, yes, women and specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, it was women of color, but I don't think that I just want to be exclusive like that. I just want to, um, I want to help women in general. Okay. So your promise to them is to help get them off the couch to achieve, achieve their dreams, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you were to say, I'm a speaker and I help women get off the couch and achieve their dreams, that's a good starting point. 
because you're talking mm-hmm. what you're talking about is motivation but what you're really talking about is getting them to to do the things they say they want to do and so you can always start there it's not totally crystal clear you know exactly what you're helping them do because when you say dreams that could be one of a thousand things but I think as you start delivering a workshop on this subject you'll start to determine for yourself what you really want to be talking about like do I really want to help them with career stuff or do I really care about like helping them feel better about themselves and you'll probably be probably be able to figure it out as you go great that helps okay good thank you yeah no problem any other questions okay now I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me now, Angela? Yeah. It's Megan Goddard. Hey. How How's everyone? I hope everyone's doing well. And Angela, thanks for doing this. Um, so I am a career consultant and speaker, and you and I know each other fairly well. Um, but I am thinking about the next step in my business. And what I've come up with based on what, you're, what you've described today is um, that, that's this kind of tagline. So I'd like to help mid-career professionals clarify and navigate their professional possibilities. So if I was, if you were talking to me at a networking event and you said that, I would mm-hmm. wonder in what context, like, can you be more specific? Because career possibilities feels like there are so many things. Like, do you use personality assessments? Do you like to talk about, I don't know, their passions? Do you... Um, yeah. I mean, I guess, so what, I'm, what I've been debating for the last couple of months is just this idea about the possibility of conundrum, right? We're faced with all these different possibilities, and how do we come up with what's next? And a lot of the career changers that I've met just have to deal with or grapple with all the possibilities that are out there for them. So I think maybe it's about assessment. You know, maybe it's about coming up with a way to chat with them about how to assess those, those possibilities. But I think it's also about assessing themselves and where they're at and how they could move forward in that way. So yeah. I think I know what it could saying. be like a combination of the two, but maybe you're right with the assessment piece. As it sounds like the problem you're solving is you're providing tools to get out of the possibility conundrum to create clarity for their next steps. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. Because if that was presented to me, I would think, oh, she understands that I'm confused and she has tools to help me get clear. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Okay. Yeah, because the tools can be a variety of speaking topics, depends on the career development process, that, you know, the, p- the place that they're in along the line of what they need. Yeah. So that could be a way to tailor, you know, in speaking or just in client conversations. So mm-hmm. that makes more sense. Yeah. So you like to talk okay. to mid-career professionals who are stuck, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the so same- stuck and frustrated and yeah. Okay. And that's okay. really good for your yeah. target audience. Like to understand, like I might be a mid-career professional, but I'm not stuck. So I'm not in your audience. Yeah. But, you know, someone who is will know right away. Okay. I need to talk to her. Right. Or if they eventually get stuck, they know that I'm the person that they can go to. Yeah, exactly. Okay. This, All right. You like the Great. stuck coach. That was helpful. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I hated feeling stuck myself, so, you know, maybe that's just what it is. I was called to do that, so. Yeah. Okay, good. That was helpful. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Hi. Hi, this is Casey. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Hi. So, I um, 
kind of have all these different ideas and really what's come to me is about um, like taking risk and risk I mean by just getting out of comfort zone um, and really in order to like harness personal power um, because when we're you know we're like always out of the, our our box out of the comfort zone that's really where our growth happens mm-hmm. and so I'm thinking of um, women and particularly moms or parents um, in order to find like, you know, balance and joy and inner peace. And I guess that's where I'm at right now. So I don't really have anything (laughs) more specific. So let me make sure I understand what the problem is you're solving. So you want to talk to moms or parents about um, getting out of their comfort zone so they can grow. And yes. it sounds like the problem you're solving might be helping them get out of their comfort zone so they can become better parents, right? Or no? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, better, really, the the problem I'm solving is for people to find their own, like, inner happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. So they can be better parents, better people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think obviously finding inner joy is a great thing. I think everybody wants to do that. But understanding why that's important to a parent would be probably your first step is to maybe ask like 10 parents, like, why would it be important to you to get out of your comfort zone? What would that do for you? How would that help you be more connected to yourself and a better parent? Because I think the takeaway is probably going to be different for everybody. But if you can find a thread Mm -hmm. in there, then you'll have a really powerful presentation because you're helping them solve a problem. Because I think a lot of parents want to be better parents and they want to be more aware of who they are and and have more inner joy. But I don't know if they'll connect that to getting out of their comfort zone. So that'll be your job. Like you're maybe you don't even need to put in the title that you help people get out of their comfort zone, but you kind of help them to find inner joy through your, you know, five-step program or something. And mm-hmm. you you understand that parents have challenges and struggles and you want to help them have the best life they can with their kids and their spouse and for themselves. Okay. But you're definitely really close. Okay. That sounds really good. Thanks. You're welcome. Hello, it's Dawn again. Sorry if um, the space is there to use up. <laughs> um, I, I absolutely get what you're saying about finding the, the one thing and being specific. But is it where you find your thing, like, for example, the, uh, myself and some of the other women are saying about finding your, your inner power, and then that's your thing, but to go and market um, for health. And so you talk about inner power for health in the health environment but sort of adapt and tailor what you're wanting to do and then target people for relationships. And again, but you're still using the core issues that you're, you're wanting to work with and the strategies that you already know how to provide. Is that something? I, I, I totally understand why you're saying what you're saying. And for anybody else listening, I've already attended the course and this information has been absolutely invaluable in actually honing in on what I want to do so I'm sorry if I'm taking it off track from where you're saying on the one thing I get and I it's been as I say great to have to sit and force myself to do this but can you do that bit 
afterwards. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you can you can tailor it. You, as I say, your core structure, which obviously I understand is what you're trying to get us all to the point of understanding. But then, as I say, talk about using it in health, in relationships, and go to those people specifically. You know that you you know you can help in those areas. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely start with that, like to try and determine like who you really like talking to and and where you feel like you can make the biggest impact because if you're picking the the subject of like owning your power yes that can be pretty universal and you can go talk about it in a lot of different places but as far as building momentum and being known in a space for doing something it's better if you can kind of keep it in one track otherwise you spread yourself so thin that it's hard to like build a network and become known in an industry because you're in 10 or 20 different industries so as a starting point if you want to just sort of like dabble in different places and and find out like do i want to speak at corporations or would i rather go speak at community events and charge people to attend my workshop or would i rather go speak at nonprofits or go to industry conferences you can kind of get an idea by just dabbling in all of them and then determine for yourself where you which industry you like and which kind of talks you like giving and of course mm-hmm. you know you can go to all of them but it's just you're going to be really tired <laughs> <laughs> it just sort of becomes really difficult cuz you're everywhere and one of the major mistakes i made when i started speaking was i would just say yes to everything and i ended up like on the middle school speaking circuit at one point because i just kept saying yes to all these talks and i was going to talk to kids about their careers and then you know i would go to another middle school and talk about it and i realized like I'm not clear enough on who my target audience is and what I'm trying to help them do. And so every time someone asks me to speak, I just say yes, because there's no parameters. And for you, Don, you can say, okay, I'm, I'm going to talk about how to find your power. And anyone who asks me to speak about that, I'm going to say yes to. But it's really hard for you to get that traction and build that credibility within an industry if you're in 30 of them. Right. I mean, I, I do know my three main areas, and that's been the problem. It is three main, you know, um, health um, relationships and, you know, your own personal power. Um, those are the, the areas that I, I really, really like. I'm not that bothered about helping people. We say with careers, but it, that doesn't quite inspire me in as much as the two areas that I will really get going on is health and, and relationships. But I've, the thing I've learned is it all boils down to who you are in the first place. And that's the bit I really start talking with people about. So that's where I've kind of gone, well, I don't want to be stuck talking about just health and, and hearing about people's aches and pains because um, I'm, I'm really getting to them to be finding out about who they are. But as, again, relationships. Um, so those are my, my, my two sort of key areas. Okay. Well, I think you should start with one in each area then and just see how it feels to present, mm-hmm. present them and see, you know. Do you like the what the way that people respond? Do you like the way you feel when you're presenting that information? Does it like feel like it lights you up and you're excited about it, or does it feel like you're trying to do something because you said you were going to do it? You know, that's where a lot of the answers are come out because you're in the moment and you're actually doing the thing you said you want to do, and then you realize I don't actually want to do this at all. <laughs> or, I love the way these people are looking at me because they can tell I'm excited about it and I can tell they're getting what I'm saying. And this is like exactly what I want to say. So it's, it's kind of a kind of experiment you have to do to to test on yourself and test with the audience. And then those answers start to come to you. Right. 
Okay. All right. I well, hope that helps. Thank you. You're welcome. It does a lot. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to jump into our final piece of the class today, which is just a little overview of the speaking school for women, because I know that some of you came today because you wanted to learn more about what this is all about. And I have a special offer as well. So what you'll learn if you attend the speaking school for women just to give you a quick overview, it's a step-by-step six-week online course, and it outlines everything you need to know to become a paid speaker in your industry. And so what I'm thinking is if you're someone who comes alive on stage, you have a message, you want to travel the world getting paid to speak, this course is definitely for you. What you get is a really cool speaker plan that over the course of the six weeks we build together. And when I interviewed 75 women in the spring, the most common question I heard from them was how do I get started? And so this course addresses that by helping you create a speaker roadmap you can use as soon as you finish the course and for years to come. And you'll also learn how to build your signature talk and we'll build it together. And this is the talk you'll be known for and you'll be, it will be at the core of your speaker brand. So you get to build something memorable and exciting and something that is totally you. Like as you kind of heard on the coaching call in the last couple minutes, everybody is coming at this from a different angle with a different focus, a different goal. And so we build a speaker plan, a speaker, a signature talk together and make sure that it's exactly what your audience needs. You also learn professional speaker techniques, like how not to be boring on stage and how to actually connect with your audience and have them saying, wow, and and telling your friends about you and how to get asked back for presentations. And I'm going to give you a pricing guide for a variety of industries and types of outlets. And this, in my opinion, in addition to other stuff, is worth the price of the class. When I was a new speaker, I left thousands of dollars on the table. In my first gig, I charged $200, and I should have charged $2,000. And they had me come back five times, which means I made $1,000 instead of $10,000. And I probably could have used the $9,000, but I didn't know to ask for it. So I give you this pricing guide that gives you an idea of what to expect if if you get called from a corporation, from a nonprofit, from a large conference, so you know how to appropriately price yourself and not leave money on the table. And I feel that the price of this course, like, totally is worth it for that because you don't waste all of that money. Um, So how we do the class, it's one live class per week. It's about 60 to 90 minutes, and I do it through webcam and slides. And it's super interactive. Many of the students in the spring love this format because they could put it on their calendar each week and show up instead of like falling behind watching videos in their free time. There's also individual 20-minute check-in calls each week and a 60-minute group coaching call so you can get your questions answered privately and also hear other people's questions and build support for one another. There's also a Facebook group, private, where we talk to each other. Homework assignments, which I like everybody found a lot of value and you know I would give an, a really simple assignment and I would always offer feedback every week and you get a workbook to keep track of all your stuff. 
how much it costs. The class is $1,497 for everything. And I feel that price is extremely fair given how much money you stand to make as a speaker. New speakers can easily make $1,500 to $3,000 in an hour for a workshop or a keynote. So the course definitely pays for itself in one speaking gig if you follow the instructions given in the class. And I've talked with some of the students from the spring and they are already booking paid speaking gigs. So pretty exciting. And the last thing I want to say before we go is I... I wanted to tell you why I love teaching the class. <laughs> um, this class is so much deeper than it appears. And my students in the spring transformed in ways none of us expected. And they learned about what they truly care about and who they really want to support and lead. And it was incredibly rewarding for me as a teacher to watch the students start out with what they thought was their master plan only to dig deeper into their own story and their passion to find what they really wanted to be presenting on stage. And another surprise was a lot of tears. Like there was a lot of crying in the class as everyone discovered who they really wanted to be in front of the world. And I don't know what the fall class has in store, but I know it's gonna be a really cool adventure. We're gonna laugh a lot and we'll probably cry and we'll learn a ton together. So I hope you will consider joining us. There you have it. <laughs> My first podcast slash class. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you're interested in signing up for the Speaking School for Women, registration opens this Monday, September 12th, and it closes the following Monday. I think that's the 19th perhaps or the 20th so anyway sign up sooner rather than later because there are only 20 spots and I want to make sure that you get in and not have to wait until the spring if you have any questions you're always welcome to email me Angela at Angela Lucier.us and um, I'm really looking forward to class this this year so hopefully you'll join us and as always like I like to sign off stop waiting start creating see you next time <laughs>